0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh yeah, better than this. I don't know what I'm doing, I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys! Speaking of dudes, here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On, it's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday, Takes on Takes edition of the show. Kyle, this is our last Takes on Takes that doesn't have a football game preceding it that counts.
1: Miami, Florida? Yeah. Who else is playing? Hawaii's playing somebody, right? Arizona. Oh, we get Khalil Tate versus Cole McDonald.
0: Neither one of them are NFL quarterbacks, right?
1: <laughs> probably, probably not, none. But we'll save that we'll save that for another day. Let's let's not open up more than we can bite off more than we can chew here.
0: Um any of those teams ranked? I think Florida's ranked. So we we're starting our uh, our pick 'em series, our college football pick 'em series this week.
1: You know what we do that on Friday.
0: Uh, yeah, I think we'll normally have to do it on Thursday because of Thursday games, but we can we'll do it on Friday.
1: Let's do it on Thursday then, Joe.
0: Just to keep the tradition. We only have one game. We're normally going to have a lot.
1: Well, let's like, like, uh, we'll throw a couple preseason games in there too. Well, Joe, probably- you know what else we need to do? No, I don't. Tell me. We need to start going through and, and picking like divisions and stuff like that. NFL, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Let's do it next week,
1: man. Yeah, no, let's start it tomorrow. Doing? Tomorrow, let's start it tomorrow. Tomorrow, we'll do that in Cardi B tweets. Oh, does she have more? I don't know. I haven't checked. You
0: know, yet. we can't do both in one day. That's too much. All right, no comment. We're gonna get. Fired. We'll do one of those two things tomorrow. Yeah, I'm. Everyone knows where I'm leaning on that. <laughs>
1: Uh, take for you. How's that? We'll get right in today. We got oh. a lot of takes. Okay. Let's we had so many takes. We had to turn takes away this week. Yeah.
0: The spiciest made it.
1: So if you, if your take did not make the cut, Joe is the one who's responsible for allocating the list. He's telling you your take was lukewarm. You trying to wait based on our text conversation from earlier. I think you're trying to, mm-hmm.
0: to spin mm-hmm. the villain card on me.
1: No, 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 no. I'm still the jerk of this group. Okay. But I cool. did, show me the lie where I said you compile the list. It's true. Okay. So don't be mad at me. If your take didn't make it this week, <laughs> JJ's take made the cut though. Yeah. JJ Jackson, the second, appears as though, uh, at draft network, LLC, the Broncos will have a better defense than the bears. Hashtag takes on takes hashtag Broncos take.
0: I like this as a fun talking point, obviously, with Fangio going over from Chicago to Denver. And there's going to be a lot of differences in, well, I guess both defenses, but I feel like more so for Chicago. Uh, Chuck Pagano, uh, some rumblings that he's going to blitz a little bit more, and I, you know, Fangio was able to get organic pressure, so I don't know if that's necessary. Adrian Amos was an important piece of that defense. Uh, not that he made a ton of plays specifically, but he was always in position. And I thought that allowed them to be a little bit more aggressive underneath. And I don't know. It's Both are good pass rushing teams. Maybe Chicago's a little bit better across the def- defensive line. I think they'll be close. I think they're both teams that will have top 10 defenses. I'll go with Denver. No, I'll go with Chicago because they don't have to play the Chiefs twice and the Chargers twice.
1: Yeah, here's the uh, you saved yourself. Here's a fun fact. You ready? Yeah. Uh, not only do the Broncos have to play the Chiefs and Chargers twice, they also have to play each one of the offenses uh, that the Bears are playing because they play the NFC Oh, okay. They play the Indianapolis Colts, they play the Cleveland Browns, they play the Houston Texans. So Denver has a ton of impressive offenses from 2018 on their schedule, plus you get the uh, inter-divisional component of this, so the Bears get to play the Chiefs and and Chargers once, but the Broncos got to play them twice. And you get some of those other AFC teams like the Colts, Texans, and Browns on this uh, schedule as well for Denver.
0: Seth has one for you, Kyle. Xavier McKinney, who's the safety from Alabama, defensive back from Alabama, should slash will be drafted in the top 10 of next year's draft because of his ability to drop down into man coverage. He is the tight end eraser.
1: Well, I guess it depends, Joe. We found out that uh, McKinney had some pretty poor tackling metrics last year. He sure did, Uh, and and we we saw we saw some teams get some cold feet on some defensive backs who couldn't tackle in recent years.
0: McKinney had, I have it right here. McKinney had. We said he had like
1: nineteen missed
0: tackles on fifty-two challenges. uh, Nineteen missed tackles. He had forty-nine solo tackles, so that's a lot.
1: That's almost like thirty percent. Not good. That actually might be more than 30%. I'm not a math major, mm. just like you, Joe. You're I'm closer not than I guy. am, though, so. Um, so that, I didn't realize he was that inconsistent of a tackler. That's a big concern. Uh, I do agree with his ability to play main coverage, kind of play in the box, play in the second level. I like so much of what McKinney can do. But knowing that there's a tackling concern there, dude, like what happened to Chauncey Garner-Johnson last year? He had yeah. a couple bad interviews and he couldn't tackle before last year, and he went to the fourth round as a guy that I thought was a top thirty talent. So, top 10's really aggressive, especially in this class. So I'll pass on this for now.
0: McKinney also allowed a ninety five point one passer rating against his
1: coverage. These don't this doesn't match up with what I saw on tape. It's weird, right? Yeah. Like what happened? Because uh, I asked you that question because we were talking about like Grant Delpit. Jordan Fuller was the catalyst of the conversation. Xavier McKinney. And Fuller had like, what, 61, 71 solo tackles? Yeah. And like Delpit and M- McKinney had like in the 40s.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like, okay, like where's the disconnect here? Better, because I watch those three guys and I think they're playing I think less. Delpit and McKinney are comfortably better football players than what Jordan Fuller is. Yeah. And Fuller's metrics in all areas, it would take the cake. So. Be a, it should be a defining year for Xavier McKinney this year. Take from uh, who would he land with? Tampa Bay. I
0: think so. Yeah.
1: Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Emmanuel Hall. This is a tattle take turned in by Chief Reports. If you really think about it, cereal is just human dog food. Hashtag Stay Woke.
0: I've been really thinking about this since Chief Reports turned this in, and I don't. I can't draw the parallel. I can't find the similarities between dog food and cereal
1: I, I, I guess just the consistency of it
0: i mean dry dog food just like sits in a bowl like if you don't add milk like maybe you know like you could make the case but i don't know i think this is really kind of a weird thing to type and then hit hit send on i don't know stay woke hashtag stay woke am i missing something here craps no i don't think so <laughs> good Bull Bitler, I'm sure that's a movie reference that I don't get, uh, says neither team from the NFC Championship game last year will make it back to the playoffs. Saints and Rams getting shut out of the postseason, Kyle.
1: No. (laughs) Next question. Is there a reasonable reason to think that? No. Listen, I get like, There are people that really like two of the other teams in each of those divisions, right? Seattle has their fair share of fans. For some reason, San Francisco is still getting hammered as a team that's going to win 10-11 football games. You see Jimmy G last night? He looked like shit. God. So you you compound that with then the south having Atlanta and Carolina as potential playoff contenders. And I guess if you were to subscribe to the school of thought that all four of those teams were good, they could get bumped off the bubble. And you could maybe be like 10 and 6 and miss a wild card spot. But I think the Rams are going 12 and 4 and the Saints are again one of the best teams in football. I'm leaning on them and they're I mean Shit, they got two Hall of Famers, at quarterback between Drew Brees and Taysom Hill, a.k.a. Right. Steve Young 2.0. Right. A trash take Sean Payton. <laughs> now I got people getting in my mentions. I'm sure you know more than Sean Payton about football, you idiot. <laughs> Just, come on. So, no, I disagree with this take from Bull Butler. Right. I also disagree with the take from Sean Payton. Same. Take for you. From Sean Payton. Casey <laughs> Hill is the next
0: Steve Young. I mean, as a broadcaster, that's what he was talking about, right? Broadcasting, right?
1: No. He was talking about being a quarterback in the NFL. No, show. I'm
0: kidding, Kyle. I'm trying to take it to a more reasonable place.
1: No. There is no reason here. All right, you you're getting this next one. You, you, Do you agree with the take? No, I don't agree with the take. Oh, okay. Did you vote in my poll?
0: Yeah, but I voted for the opposite just to push up the numbers.
1: Stop. I feel it. Like, dude, we got like 400 responses that said yes, of course. <laughs> I am not understand it. Uh, all right, you're getting this
0: one from... It's Carter Carter Donick said this, and then he was turned in by Mark Jarvis. Yep. This is going to be tougher for you than it is for me, but you can do Correct, this.
1: Correct, because your, your response would be boring.
0: Well, yours won't be. Cats are greater than dogs and it ain't all that close. What?
1: All right. So cats and dogs have their own specific redeeming qualities, right? Like cats, you can fill up a cat bowl, change the litter box, go away for the weekend. And he's cool. And like, you'll get home and he'll come up and rub on your leg a little bit. And if he's like my cat, when I'm trying to do work in my office, like he'll hop up on the desk and be rubbing on my microphone. So if you ever hear like this kind of stuff when I'm doing work, it's probably just the cattail. Um, dogs are a little bit more reliant, but in return, they give you so much more love all the time. Uh, dogs also get into trash cans, which mine did yesterday. Joe, you heard that tirade, right? I,
0: I did. A surprise. It was a wonderful dog like Sophie wouldn't expect it.
1: She's hungry. Huh? Yeah, yeah, Google so Google are red pepper red bell peppers poisonous for dogs. Oh, you're kidding. No, they're not. Oh. Uh, but that's what she got into. So I can, sources can confirm that it has been passed, <laughs> So like what's uh, the answer here, Kyle? If you love The unconditional love that a dog will give you all the time, no matter what, then you will appreciate dogs more than cats. If you want an animal that will show you love and it's special when it gives it, you will appreciate cats more.
0: Mm. What about, like, just that there's like extraordinary dogs that exist in the world? Like, they're police dogs, they're in the military. You know, they're doing amazing things,
1: tracking down bad guys. Yeah, sniffing out bombs and what are, stuff. What are cats doing, sleeping? Did you ever see that video? It was like somebody had a surveillance video up around their house. And this little kid, the little is playing out in the front yard. You ever see this video? No. And the neighbor's uh, dog got out. And... Um, I don't know if it was confused or what, and I don't want to throw any breeds under the bus, so I'm not going to talk about what breed it was because it doesn't matter. I think dogs conditionally, if you raise them with love, they will be loving animals, no matter what breed it is. Uh, So this dog gets out, and it kind of is snooping around the yard, and it sees the kid in the front yard or in the driveway, and it runs over and grabs this kid by the arm and starts shaking it around like he's, he's like biting the kid, right? And this goes on for about five to eight seconds and out of nowhere there's just this little grease lightning blur that shoots across and it's the family cat and it drop kicks the dog like in the face and the dog just stunned lets go and runs away and the cat like chases it and this cat like saved this little kid from being mauled by a dog
0: so there's the exception there's the the Drew Brees, the, the spectacular cat.
1: Yeah, that's the, the one. The, it's the Taysom Hill of cats. Wow, amazing! Hope that answers your question. Take for you, Joe from Charlie Gross, uh, on the most recent episode of Fan Friday. Oh God. Trevor claimed that J.C. Sa- uh <laughs> Who? Sazes? I don't know Sa- what the hell that Saja? is. Yeah. I know. I just know him as J.C. JC was the best singer in Sync. I believe the correct answer is Justin Timberlake. Your thoughts?
0: Oh, I didn't read the rest of that. Yeah, Justin Timberlake's definitely the best singer.
1: No question. Right. Justin Timberlake is the best singer. Yeah, he's one NSYNC. of the
0: better singers like uh, like in the world, right? Like of, of all people, not just
1: Sync. How many successful solo albums does JC Saatchi have? I never has.
0: heard of him until this tweet.
1: He was the guy with the goatee, the dark hair.
0: I've I'm googling him right now and I'm looking at images and he doesn't look like he has a goatee in any of these pictures. Hold
1: on, hold on. Did I reference the wrong guy?
0: I don't know. He looks like a mix between Tom Hanks and Brandon Fraser.
1: Oh yeah, I did reference the wrong guy. Maybe I'm doing the Backstreet Boys guy, I don't know. I don't. Know.
0: I was never a fan of either one of these groups, man. I people will hate my music taste, but I'm just like a country music fan. Even back in these days, man, I was listening to George Strait, Randy Trey, Travis, and Garth Brooks, and Travis Strait and Alan Jackson. Man, everyone else has listened to Backstreet Boys and TLC and all these guys. Man, couldn't be me.
1: Or about ninety eight degrees? Nick Lachey.
0: I mean, I know that name, and I'm 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 looking at these pictures, and there's a guy named Lance Bass. He sounds familiar, but man, this this didn't speak to me. This music.
1: That's too bad.
0: Hey. Yeah, yeah. Now,
1: hold on. How does this work? Get this. This is like, you know, the can you hear me now guy?
0: Can you hear me now? That's Verizon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But who did it used to be?
0: He was a subway guy, right?
1: No. The subway guy's in jail for being a pedophile. All right. Well, I, don't, I thought that was the, the... The can you hear me now? I think he was AT&T or Verizon. He was either AT&T or Verizon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But That's
0: like, a company. It was Verizon, I thought. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it now he does it for Sprint, right? I don't know. So like... He did. He was like a little snitch and like turned coat and like started contributing for the enemy with like the exact same phrase and like skills that he was doing it for either Verizon or AT and i ju- I'm looking at JC Sajas' discography right now, and he's credited for writing a song after leaving In Sync that the Backstreet Boys sung. Wow! What put him no? in prison? Put him in prison, you're absolutely right. That automatically disqualifies him <laughs> for contributing to that level.
0: This is scouted right here, case. you know? This is going those layers, turning over stones, trying to find qualifiers and disqualifiers, and we found it right here live in this podcast.
1: Disqualified. Adios, JC. Justin Timberlake is the correct answer.
0: Michael Christopher... Would like to hear us talk about – oh, this is this is good.
1: Football. Would like to hear us talk about football. All
0: right, here we go. <laughs> After watching the five quarterbacks from 2018 draft for a season and two preseason games, how would you rank them now? For me, it would be Mayfield, Darnold, Ty, then Allen, Lamar, Rosen. You guys are Bills and Dolphins fans. Who would you take if you were redrafting?
1: First of all, you can't tie at the top.
0: No, yeah, it's Coward. It's Mayfield. It's Mayfield anyway. Why, why are you tying Mayfield that?
1: Mayfield set the quarterback touchdown record as a rookie for 27 touchdown passes. Um,
0: Before we go further, though, I, I, somebody, I had a good conversation about Baker Mayfield this past week, and somebody brought this point up, and I, I've been wanting to find a reason to ask you this question. Baker Mayfield, outstanding rookie season. Everyone's very excited about him. He's probably a top 10 quarterback right now. Is he as good right now as he's ever going to be, though? Is there there a ceiling within Baker Mayfield that suggests that he's going to be even better moving forward like maybe we believe in some of these other quarterbacks, which is probably okay because what he is right now is a top-10 quarterback. But do you subscribe to that idea at all?
1: Well, I think you get further mastery of the offense and and ability to make quick decisions at the line. So I think there's still some upward growth with – mental mm-hmm. uh, decision-making and, and and piloting the offense, if you will. And he's got Odell Beckham this year. So I guess we'll find out, but I think there's certainly, you know, added upward mobility for Baker just based on the improvements that have been made to this team from last year to this year and a year of experience. I'm not yeah. going to put a cap on a guy after a rookie season when we know how steep, that jump is from college to pro,
0: right? Especially from Oklahoma to to the NFL. So i I, I thought about it a lot, and I tend to agree with you that i see wh- I see where you would say that, but I think we're overlooking some details that would suggest that he can get even better. Okay, so, so we got a Baker's them. one, yeah.
1: yes. Uh, Sam's two. I don't think there's any question, right?
0: Yeah, I take Sam two.
1: I. <sighs> Probably go. If I were to put a tie in here, I'd put it with Allen and Lamar. I know you'd probably prefer Allen.
0: Oh, so you're putting He's Rosen here. at five?
1: Yeah, Rosen would be five.
0: Oh, really? I'd rather have him than Lamar Jackson. Really? Yeah. I mean,
1: why? Because of the limitations Lamar showed you as a passer last year?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm nervous you're not about
1: excited. It. You're not excited about what the the Ravens are building around him. Justice Hill's gonna be a stud, by the way. Oh, he's he, for the record, brother.
0: I saw I saw uh, a reel of all of his plays the other night, and I'm like, oh my god, that's Oklahoma State Justice Hill. It's he, it's there. I love him. It's the 2017 Justice Hill. Kyle, I'm really excited about Lamar and that Ravens offense, and I'm really interesting, interested in it, but I'm also nervous about it. And um, I think I think that I I feel like there's a better blueprint for jo- the both of Josh's than Lamar right now. And I reserve the right to be wrong, and I don't feel great about that take. But because I think you have to do so much to to make it work for Lamar, give me the other two.
1: But Rose Rosen for me was just so much, so little along versus what we were told and what we expected he was going to be when he was coming out of UCLA. So much than you call go my protections uh so much never had to set a protection before in his life kyle i still
0: rather have josh rosen than lamar jackson oh people are gonna eat me alive for that aren't they probably okay my handle is that grinding the tape
1: no it's not (laughs) it's at tampa bay tray
0: yes yes at tampa bay tray excuse (laughs) me i slipped slipped right there
1: uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd go Mayfield one, Sam two. I would tie Allen and Lamar at three and then put Rosen at five,
0: man. Okay.
1: That's how I would handle that. Uh take from the sports nut had to make sure this wasn't a tattle take. There's a lot of hashtags here. <laughs> uh, hashtag takes on takes after watching Matt Khalil get Cam Newton killed. Deshaun Watson will no will not play more than 12 games this season after being killed by Matt Khalil left tackle hashtag takes on takes.
0: I'm obviously not excited about Matt Khalil as the left tackle for Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, I mean, look, it's injuries are aren't as simple. It's not as simple as saying, um, a guy's gonna get injured because this player's on the team, right? Like he might get more hits and those type of stuff, which opens up the opportunity for more injuries, but they're I think they're more coincidental than anything. Um, I don't if if Deshaun Watson only plays in twelve games, I'm not sure that there's gonna be a direct correlation between him, between Matt Khalil being the left tackle and him being the quarterback although it certainly doesn't help me feel better about Deshaun Watson getting hit less in 2019 Matt Valdavinos more cornerbacks will be drafted top 50 than wide receivers in the 2020 NFL draft
1: well, I guess that depends on who comes out right I was ta- That's the big question.
0: I was talking to my brother this morning. I think I might have 10 edges in my top 50 right now too. Like are we low key not lumping them into this conversation there's I, elite talent just, at, at all I those positions
1: very good this year hold on let me pull up my board uh did you do your board
0: um some i know it's due tomorrow and then i have Come my on. listen my real board comes out on monday on the DraftNetwork.com. Same,
1: same likewise right
0: so like i'm filling this for ben because he's putting this hard deadline on wednesday for a top 100 but everyone i mean nobody's gonna see that everyone needs to care about my my board on Monday.
1: No, I'm gonna tweet it out.
0: You won't see it till then either, clown.
1: No, I'm gonna tweet it out. Okay. I could see it right now. I could see the names that you have slotted.
0: I put like twelve on there.
1: Seventeen. Oh, did I really? Yeah. The
0: rest will be. Unless in there. Somebody
1: else is filling it in for you. <laughs>
0: who who would be the most likely to do that? Probably probably you.
1: Probably. <laughs> Alright, let me let me see here. Uh, corners. Bryce Hall, Christian Fulton, Paulson, Adibo, Jeffrey Okuda, uh, CJ Henderson, AJ Terrell, Jalen Johnson, Jeff Gladney. Those are the corners in my top fifty. Right How now. many is that? Was it seven, six,
0: or seven? I, don't know. I felt like a lot. I didn't. I wasn't counting.
1: Hall, Fulton, Adebo is three. Akuta is four. Make sure I'm not missing anybody. CJ Henderson five. AJ Terrell is six. Jalen Johnson is seven. Jeff Gladney's eight. So eight
0: top fifty corners as of this minute.
1: As of right now,
0: okay. Wide receivers going receiver. be less than that. I have a feeling.
1: Judy, Lamb. Rager, Chenault, Ruggs. We count Grand Calcaterra as he's a tight end. He's is, like 235 yeah, pounds. Tight end. Tight end? All right. Colin Johnson. Six. That's it. Okay. I so got more corners.
0: Six receivers. You're going to have more edges, I have a feeling. Okay. But the question. So the question is corner right now, based on right. that specific question. But I'm curious on edge.
1: On edge. All right. So we have Chase Young. Yep. You see that picture? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Tank. Epinesa. Two. A little bit of a lull. Right. <laughs> Alton Robinson. Three. Uh. on Chase on. Four. It's Gros gross mottos. five Curtis Weaver, six Julian Aquara, seven. Give me one more Kyle. That's it. Oh, Jabari Zanigo is at 54.
0: Oh, so he's close. Have you done Daryl Taylor yet? Are you a fan? Don't like him.
1: Uh, he's down in like the sixties.
0: So not that far off the pace.
1: No, no, no,
0: no. Uh, let me see if there's another name. Uh, right, cause I wrote this down earlier. Uh,
1: Travon Diggs, maybe? Hill. No, um, yeah, no Tre- Trevon Hill. Okay. I'm, I'm not comfortable with his off the field to put him in the top. Pa-
0: Pauline just put out an article on why. I haven't got a chance to read it yet, though. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, violation of team rules, including what was described as a major issue that took place in the locker room last season after the Hokies upset loss the hands of Old to- Dominion. Uh, okay, Old so Dominion, that, yeah. that doesn't tell us anything except for what we already knew. Thank you. Find out – you're telling me to click on an article to find out why you got kicked off of Virginia Tech and tell us something we already knew. All right. um, We need to move on. It's my turn, I guess.
1: Yes. Uh, Desmond Trufant is an underrated corner in the league because he doesn't have the, quote, big interceptions, but he's arguably a top-ten corner in the NFL.
0: The Mantis toboggan, I'm finding out, is a Falcons guy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Top 10 rivalry to keep pounding.
0: Yeah, we get a, like an NFC South following on this podcast. It's interesting. Um, Man, I think he's close. I really do. Um, I think he may have been better earlier in his career. And I do think that he's correct that the best corners in the league are not just guys that are great in coverage, but they can make those game-changing plays on the ball. And we haven't seen – As much of that from Trufant as maybe some of the other guys. I think he's close. If you told me top 15, I can get there. But I don't know that he's emphatically like a top 10 guy. I think most people think he's a good corner. Like he's underrated. Maybe I don't like. (sighs) I think most people respect Desmond Trufant as a legitimate number one corner in the NFL. Cameron Spencer. This is meaty. He goes in a vacuum and accounting for all factors. And he put parentheses, roster construction, positional scarcity. This is a
1: podcast, dude. You want
0: to save it for a podcast?
1: Yeah, but let's read the question. But this is a whole podcast.
0: All right. uh, He ranks the non-special team's positional rankings are 1 quarterback, 2 cornerback, 3 offensive tackle, 4 wide receiver, 5 edge, 6 interior defensive line, 7 safety, 8 tight end, 9 center, 10 linebacker, 11 guard, 12 running back, we will do an entire show on this concept. Thank you, Cameron. And Kyle gets this one instead from Nolan Mehus With a favorable schedule, including late games at home versus Iowa and Wisconsin, year two of Scott Frost and a young quarterback taking a step forward, and Adrian Martinez, Nebraska will win the Big Ten West.
1: First of all, sick alternate jerseys that they just right, unveiled. Right. First
0: and foremost.
1: Very, very big fan. Okay. <laughs> So I have the Nebraska football schedule up here, Joe. Okay. They have a favorable first month. They play South Alabama at home. Then they go to Colorado. Then they play Northern Illinois at home. And then they open their Big Ten schedule at Illinois. They're probably going to be, they didn't win a game until what, their ninth game last year, eighth game, something like that? Right. They'll probably start this year three and one at the absolute worst, correct?
0: Right. Right.
1: Okay, now bear with me. Versus Ohio State at home. I'm sorry. No. Yes, it's in. It's at home. So versus Ohio State. Win or loss.
0: Versus Ohio State loss.
1: Yeah. So three and two. Home versus Northwestern.
0: I mean, I could see that being a win. Home, right? It's, not a, okay, it's We'll like, give
1: it. To, we'll get. We'll give it to them. Benefit of the right, doubt. Right. It's a benefit of the two. doubt type thing. Yep. Four and two, at Minnesota.
0: Another benefit of the doubt win.
1: Five and two. Can we say like? Can we say like flip a coin to win one of those two games? Well, or do you say you want to give them the benefit of both?
0: Um. Yeah. I think. I don't know what the rest of it is. So there's definitely. I'm definitely not going to give them the benefit of the doubt coming up somewhere.
1: Okay. Well, then they're home against Indiana. I mean, win. Win. So they're six and two best case scenario right now at Purdue.
0: Okay, lose.
1: Okay, so now we're five and three.
0: I thought we were just six and two, so it's six and three.
1: Six six and three. Yes, home against Wisconsin. L. Six and four at Maryland.
0: It's see this is they're not going to win all three of this game, Minnesota.
1: And Northwestern. and Northwestern.
0: They're going to lose one of those games.
1: Okay, so you game wins in the other two, so we'll give them a loss here. We're 6-5, and five, and then they're home against Iowa. Loss. At winning the Big Ten in West? No. No, I agree with you. I think this is probably a seven-win football team this year with a bowl game. Which is great! Yes, you should be super <laughs> stoked if you're a Nebraska fan based on where you were two years ago. Right. I think we're, we're probably two years ahead of ahead of Nebraska winning the Big Ten West. Uh, every Trevor ever in four days with the cessation of Miami versus Florida. The most talked about Florida prospect will be Jabari Zuniga. The most talked about Miami prospect will be KJ Osborne. I like this take. take.
0: Yeah. New vocabulary for Joe. Um, cessation, meaning the end, the, the close do that one first time I think ever. um, yeah, I think this is a good take. Uh, you think about the dynamics of Miami: bad offensive line, uh, inexperienced quarterback Jabari Greer or Jabari Zaniga, excuse me, uh, is a, a very explosive edge rusher with good flexibility. I think that he'll get home. He, he might have a couple sacks in that game. That'll lead some to some buzz for him. And then KJ Osborne. Uh, I'm doing an article on Thursday for the Draft Network uh, featuring ACC sleepers, and he was one of the first guys that I wrote down. And um, you know, I. He probably will get some looks against C.J. Henderson, but uh, he's the type of guy that I think can make a, an impact, maybe not just as a receiver, but in special teams as well. And I think he'll come out of that game with with his share of buzz. I like this take, Trevor. Very good. Uh, Andrew Tate says, ooh, this is fun. Someone is picking Nick Chubb number two overall in my fantasy league. Why? Why not, Kyle? Listen, if
1: you're... Market share? If you're picking... If you're picking in the top two, like there's so many mouths defeating uh,
0: Cleveland. Yeah, you got to pick like Barkley or McCaffrey, right?
1: You got to pick Barkley or McCaffrey have to be your top two picks if you're doing a traditional draft.
0: Camara's is probably in that mix.
1: Yeah, because if you get half point per reception or you get full point per reception, like those guys are going to provide you more touches and they're higher up in the pecking order in their own offense than what Nick Chubb is. And like I, Nick Chubb is like top 15 talent coming out of 2018 draft. So like, I love Nick Chubb. But if you're drafting for just one season and you're drafting Nick Chubb with the number two pick, I need to know your league settings. Otherwise, I've got some significant questions on why you picked Nick Chubb.
0: Okay, I want to talk about this a little bit more. Um, He was not even like involved until week seven. And all of that production that he had, all of that production he had came in like nine games, dude. I don't think it's that much of a hot take to think that Nick Chubb could be a top five fantasy player by the end of twenty nineteen.
1: Did you know he had a thousand yards and then lost it?
0: No, what he have a stupid penalty or something? Or
1: no, well they had a they had a thousand yards and then he like lost yardage. Oh no! And uh, went back under one thousand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe if he would have gotten more than three carries in any game across the first six of the season, it's uh- you it's you. God bless it. It's you. How stupid.
1: Just talk about like grossly mismanaging like every piece of talent you have on your roster.
0: God bless it.
1: And imagine blaming Sashi Brown. (laughs) Like Sashi made the Corey Coleman pick, which was a terrible pick. And Sashi did some other questionable pieces, but like they infused some degree of talent during Sashi's time. And Hugh wouldn't know talent if it bit him in the ass. Last take of the day from Dennis. Mike Williams will lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns.
0: Everybody knows what I'm going to do here, right? Take the field. Yeah, I'm taking the field. I mean, take the field. He, what he had, he had 10 last year, didn't he? 10 touchdowns. Um, Tyrell Williams is gone, but Heiner Hunter, Hunter he's back, so maybe there's not like a huge uptick there. I mean, yeah, can he catch a lot of touchdown passes? But. I have the field. I always take the field and stuff like this. But it's not, I see the reasoning behind it.
1: Okay. Well, that's going to do it for us today on the show. Uh, Joe, we're either reading Cardi B tweets or we are uh, starting predictions for the 2019 season uh, tomorrow. So
0: Don't put a Twitter yeah, poll out there for it? that because I don't want to know what the answer would be.
1: You know what the answer would be. You think so? Yeah. It would be like 30% of people voting that Taysom Hill's the next Steve Young.
0: We'll decide off air.
1: <laughs> it'll it'll be NFL previews for, <laughs> for 2019. So come back and listen. Thanks as always for tuning in to the Draft News Podcast. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday.